Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. Good evening. I'm Anthony Thomas Caruso. And I'm Tom. <laughs> How's it going, y'all? You know, it's going. I My Batman tattoo's finished. <gasps> it's all finished? Well, by the time this episode drops, it is. And uh, How bad did that last session hurt? Uh, not as much as my wallet. Not as bad as my wallet was hurting, considering oh. it... <laughs> considering uh it was longer than i thought it would be and on top of how much a new on top of the cost of a new dog in general (laughs) so my wallet is hurting but you know what it's all things to make me happy and now like that's all out of the way i can save a bit there you go i mean that's one heck of a tattoo also don't cost any money that was nice that was very nice. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me on the show. Yeah. I think you guys would really like my new tattoo idea when that comes to fruition later this year. Do we have to wait? You do have to wait. But it it's Christmassy related. So. Is it our faces? I mean, mm. obviously. Are you going to get a tattoo oh. of me? For real? <laughs> it's a button, obviously. Obviously, a Julius <laughs> creepy face. And- <laughs> my soulless eyes <laughs> oh man i, I can't give, wait I to get that artist, i have to give that artist credit for capturing that about you julia i know right Spot on. <laughs> it's like she's known us for years what did you do this week tom anything fun uh had a conference found out we're doing another event uh you know just exciting exciting things every day in the real world well you'll know you know what i really enjoyed today it was six in the 60s today which i've mentioned before after christmas seasonal the seasonal disorder really kicks in and i'm sick of the cold and the dark and i'm ready for not the heat of summer but a little cool spring air and it was that today after work, I cut out of work a little bit early and took Larry to the park, and it was lovely. This guy is an attention hog. Sarah took him on a walk the other day and ran into a Girl Scout troop, and they went crazy for him. And this dude oh just sucked it up. As all puppies should. All puppies uh, I, should. I joined a cult. Yeah? Yeah. Do y'all know Around Square? No. Is this like a it, joke? A setup for a no. joke? No, no <laughs> joke. No setup, no joke. It's a, a guy, this guy, Matt, who's a PhD. He's got a PhD and he started he this said. company called Around Square. And it's basically like cool fidgety spinner stuff for grownups. Yeah. And I've gotten hooked. I, I just got my second 
luck stack in you know you just kind of get whatever they send you yeah and I got some cool stuff like i have fidgety things to play with at my desk now so exciting. uh matt's not sponsoring us but if you all if you all have a hard time keeping yourself occupied especially on 30 million zoom calls a day i recommend going to aroundsquare.com uh, Julia, I think we uh, know what Tom's got to, one of the things Tom may get us for Christmas this year, one of these fidgety things. Fidget spinner? No, they're not spinners. It's like... Uh, fidget tool? Big Larry. Is, is it like the fidget cubes? I have one of the fidget cubes I love. No, it's like a big Larry. They're pretty sophisticated is... looking. Or you can spin. That looks slightly dangerous. Uh, knuckle bones? Where's my dead eye? Got a dead eye too? Yeah. It's fun stuff. But there's like a whole cult around it, and it's a cool group of people. I nice. dig it. It annoys me. Speaking of speaking of, speaking cults, of Girl Julia, how was your week? <laughs> and I ask that I because you you are part of the Peloton cult. So I am one hundred percent part of the Peloton cult, and it's also a group of really fun people, including April. Now, I, was, I wish I'd gone that route instead of my rowing machine. The Peloton's more of a connected community that I wish I were part of. I don't know. How was your week, Julia? Why was your week bad, Julia? I had a she good said week. It was good. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. Hannah started her first job and she really likes it. And oh, is she dealing with the customers? Is she talking? She is. Nara? She good. is talking to people and she's having, <laughs> I feel like it's a really solid challenge because she's not only having to talk to other people, she's having to do it through a mask and a piece of plastic. So it's she's like, like having to really project. <laughs> it's like a good learning, a uh, growing experience for her. It is. And she's, really liking it like i think she really is enjoying doing it so that's really See, good give it a few days a few weeks of her doing this job then like when she comes in the room when you're recording with us she'll be chatty kathy to me and tom right i don't know we'll go that far <laughs> but she might actually talk to you she was gonna hang out right there on the bed and do her homework during recording she should have yeah well she's doing hamlet homework and she needs help with it but she's i'm like i can't help you while i'm recording she's like, her upon the line up here <laughs> Do what? Upon the Lion, just tell her to the Lion King. Oh, she's following it. She just has to come up with her teachers. Pretty demanding. She has to write like eight thesis statements a day. I swear this guy loves a thesis statement. I'm like, this the, guy's straight up obsessed with thesis statements. The best English teachers are demanding. Oh, Maybe man. that's the only yeah, thing he knows. I th it might be. <laughs> you know, she writes a ton of thesis statements. It's kind of ridiculous because in the real world, you won't write, you won't need to come up with that many different thesis statements in a day. I told I I told you what? about like the thesis, the title of my thesis paper in college. I was so proud of her because I did my thesis paper on Harry Potter and religion. Mm -hmm. So I called it Hallows Be Thy Named. Hallows. So good. So good. That's solid. I get it. Can I read a piece of uh, a comment we got? And I know usually it's yeah. social media to the end, but this one made me laugh. Okay. John Kocher on Twitter uh, had uh, tweeted out something about last week's episode. And he said, nothing makes more sense than listening to Tissapod and Anthony not knowing who Larry the Cucumber is. <laughs> right? Thank you. That's just weird. That is, that is accurate. That's so funny. But... McLean Slaughter replied on Twitter, and this is totally true for me because I knew. Anyway, he wrote, "As a fellow Catholic, I related to that moment. Growing up, Veggie Tales was definitely only for Protestants. I never understood what any of them were talking about." <laughs> oh no, Catholic, Catholic, and Orthodox use use them too. 
Oh, I know, but none of, none of the Catholic people in my like community watched uh-huh. it. I know, I know other um, branches of Christianity did, but I didn't know any Catholics who did. Hey, sorry, but yeah, I didn't know any Catholics who did. Catholics also don't read the Bible, so I mean, uh, I take offense to that. Great offense to that. Want to explain why it's offensive? Yeah, because my book is good. Getting popcorn. <laughs> Julia's like that that gif of Stephen Colbert with glasses throwing uh, <laughs> yeah. popcorn yeah. into his mouth. <laughs> I just got a Tom, I love you. What? I just I just got a new Bible last week. More area for notes. Ah, you need side columns that are larger. Or what's that called? I needed, I needed a I've got a single column ESV. Yeah. Note Bible. Yeah. There's no seg into home, home improvement from that but i was about to say before we go to home improvement can i ask one question about your body yeah. in general tom yes. um last year or maybe the year before you told us about the beautiful haunting easter uh services you guys do with the chant the singing right yes the haunting yes. singing uh i wouldn't say it's haunting it, it's just beautiful orthodox okay. chant is amazing i'm pretty sure you might have described it as haunting at the time I'm going to go back and prove you wrong. But anyway, regardless, I, that stuck with me. Um, <laughs> that stuck with me. Uh, are you thinking of, I would love, I honestly would love to like hear it. Do you guys stream your services? Uh, we do, but I've got like recordings of Pasco chant. That would be. Oh, okay, cool. You're going to hear at my parish. Do you want to send uh, me a video later? I do. I do. Thank you. Are you going to stream your Easter stuff this year, Tom? Yeah, Probably. We, a lot. we we do every year. Yeah. 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 Yep. So you would rather me listen to a random video than listen to you and your people sing? Well, I don't think I'm going to be there because of COVID. Uh. Uh, and there's a there's a guy, Father Apostolos Hill, who is has one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard, and he does way better chanting than I do. I mean, we've all heard now. That's why I call it his a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're welcome oh. in advance for sending you a CD as opposed to, to chanting for you. Tom, I could listen to you chant all day. It'd be a nice break for my Zoom calls. Maybe make me appreciate them more. I was I gonna say know. you'd 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 be ready to get you'd be ready for those Zoom calls to start up again. Oh boy. All right. Well, we're not here tonight to talk about chanting as much fun as that is. We are covering, as a part of TV Month, the first three episodes of Home Improvement. First three Christmas episodes. Yeah. Yeah, of Home Improvement, Um, which is for Home Improvement seasons one, two, and three. Simple, straightforward, pretty easy. So, Home Improvement, plot synopsis of the show in general, is focused on the, gosh, what is Tim's last name? 
Tool Tim Man Taylor. Taylor. The Tool Man Taylor. That's right. So it's focused on uh, the Taylor I family. I think the Tool Man is actually his middle name. It's not part of his last name. It's, it's not a hyphenated last name. Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. I that wow, that was almost almost really embarrassing. So um, it's focused on the Taylor family, of which the patriarch Tim Taylor is host of Tool Time, which is a cable home improvement show. Um, so that's Tim Taylor. He's married to Jill Taylor, who's a homemaker and they have three sons, Mark Taylor, Randy Taylor, and Brad Taylor. And they live next door to Wilson Wilson Jr. Uh, he's the very knowledgeable guru. He's a junior type. That's what IMDb <laughs> says. You never see his face. You only see the nose and the eyes popping on the face. Right. That's right. And then on Tim's show, he has a sidekick, Al Borland, who it's the standard. I mean, it's the character that Tim Allen plays in most things where goofy home improvement type guy, manly man. And I was about to say, it. he literally plays the same character in the Santa Claus. Honestly. Yeah, he's Scott Calvin yes. as Tim Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Al Borland is the one that actually knows how to do all of the tool stuff correctly. And so it's one of those kind of comedy of errors every week on the show. Um, so at a high level, that's our show. And it just focuses on this family. Um, it's very, very family centric. The show stuff is really more of a sideline goofy bits to the actual family dynamic. Um, the show debuted in 1991 and it ran through 1999 with a total of eight seasons. Um, so if you have any connection to it's a nineties comedy show, then that's exactly what it is. Um, it's very it, 90s. it was, it was peak nineties and very popular at the time. And this is where I'm going to drop the same bit of information I dropped in the Santa Claus episode that for one weekend in 1994, Tim Allen had the number one show on TV, the number one movie at the box office, the number one comedy CD and the number one book yeah, all at once. What do they call that? I have no clue. They have some other acronym like GOAT or whatever. Probably not. GOAT is greatest all of the all things. time. Uh, he What's also the one had... where you have a Tony and an the Emmy? EGOT. The EGOT. EGOT. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking uh, he also had some access to some of the best cocaine during those years. He did. That he did. He did. That he did. Which isn't partially what the book was about. Yep. Yeah. Don't it's funny um, because he he went it. he went from bad boy like you know typical bad comedian to like playing this family dad and going on to start this very family friendly Christmas Disney franchise. Crazy, yeah. Bit of a uh, Robert Downey Jr. path there. Although Robert Downey Jr. leaned more into the bad uh, party side <laughs> than the uh, <laughs> redemptive good side, family friendly man side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you follow Tim Allen's career throughout the lifespan of his career, he goes on to play essentially the same character in Last Man Standing, which is still on TV. I think it's one of those that was canceled and they brought it back and they moved networks and all of that stuff, right? I think it's in its final season now. Okay. And he and the woman yeah, really Laura, of course. <laughs> uh, no, not Laura. Laura's the one in the Santa Claus. He and his who plays his wife on this show? We'll get Jill. To her. Yeah, Jill. Jill. 
He and Patricia Richardson have both said they would like to. Uh, there have been talks about bringing Home Improvement back for one of those uh, reboot sequel episode. things to, uh, yeah. you know, see where the characters are now, all the boys and grown up, and see where uh, Tim and Patricia, uh, yeah, Tim and Jill are now. I think I'm almost more okay with that than I am with Friends having a reboot. I would say. The only way Friends should ever do it is if it was a just one-off Thanksgiving special. Just like one of those holiday. They should never come back for a regular show. Like for a week-to-week or week show. Yeah. I feel like the best TV comedies and shows never should. Yep. But uh, nope. this I feel like I think would actually be pretty popular, I think, if they yeah. did come back. What are y'all's histories with Home Improvement before we get into cast? Anthony. I remember watching it in the 90s growing up. I liked it. I found it funny. I have not seen it in years. I uh, I do remember, though, they had really good Halloween and Christmas episodes, mm-hmm. as a lot of shows in the 90s did and 80s did. Um, so I enjoyed coming back to uh, revisit it for this week. Um, you know, the Christmas episodes were good. They were Christmassy. And... Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like I was, I like, it didn't feel like I, you know, I, I, Tim Allen was what I expected because he was playing a character I watch multiple times a year around Christmas time. Like, it's not like he was playing some out of character dude. He was playing a version of Scott Calvin, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I liked it. I liked it in the nineties and I liked revisiting it today. So, Tom, what about you? Uh, I watched it as a kid. My whole family did. My uh, dad liked it a lot. My mom, my grandparents, everybody still liked it. Yeah, same here. Um, It was one of those that we would turn on pretty regularly when it was on. And I just, I have odd, clear memories of eating dinner and watching this show from time to time. So it was very 90s. It was a family show for us too. Yep. Yep. It was always a safe thing you could have going on in the background or whatever. Um, let's cover our cast as it really stayed the same for the entire run of the show. Um, so Tim Allen plays Tim Taylor. Um, we've covered Tim Allen before, as previously mentioned. When? One of our favorite Christmas movies, the Santa Claus. Um, and like Santa Claus three. (laughs) If you've seen him there, you've seen him here. So he definitely has the same exact dynamic. Um, well, that, his... Can I just say that sort of, that surprised me. Like I know in the Santa, yeah. watching the Santa Claus now as an adult, like you see the little nods they do. Like he does his little grunting and he picks yep. up a tool belt and tries it around. But surprised me how not dissimilar they were. Yeah. When I was watching, they the same, the same character. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yep. laughs> um, playing Tim's wife, Jill, is Patricia Richardson, who I think is. If we're talking Christmas lately, she's had some, some Hallmark, Hallmark action. Yeah, if we're talking about we're talking about Christmassy stuff. But otherwise, I mean, she is most known for this show. It really put her on. It's not the first thing that she did, but I feel like this is really where she came into her own as an actress. I rem- I and I said this during the Santa Claus too. When I was younger, I thought she was. The wife in the Santa Claus. They looked familiar. To, they looked similar That's to me funny. when I was younger. They look similar. I could see that. 
Um, you may also, pr uh, prior to home improvement, seeing her make small appearance appearances on TV shows like Kate and Allie, The Cosby Show, um, the, e the original Equalizer. I know we have a new show out with What's Queen Latifah equalizer? called The Equalizer. This is the original Equalizer from the 80s. Um, she was in an amazing psychological Christmas horror film called You Better Watch Out. Not related to Better Watch Out, which we covered this past <laughs> I was about year. about to say, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was also in Post Home Improvement, like most of our other TV actors and a lot of movie actors for that matter. She was in a few, she was in an episode of Law & Order SVU. Um, she had quite a good run on the show Strong Medicine, which I think was a cable TV show. Um, it looks like she also had a year-long run on the West Wing as well. Yeah, she played Sheila, I think. I think that was the character's name. Nice. She popped her head in two episodes of Last Man Standing. And I think I remember that. The character she plays in Last Man Standing is like a female version of Tim the Toolman Taylor in well, maybe a female version of Al Borland. She's real handy with her hands and she challenges whatever. Mm -hmm. We should mention that Tim Allen did double duty on Last Man Standing this past season where he reprised the role of Tim Ma Toolman Taylor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I haven't watched those yet. Um, the TV movie she's been in most recently that's Christmassy is A Christmas in Tennessee. And then, well, that's not most recently. Um, most recently, she's been in a very vintage Christmas. So you can find her on the Hallmark Channel at Christmas time nowadays. Do we or like Jill as night. the wife? Or every Friday night. There you go. She had the patience of Joe, y'all. Yes, she did. But I, she was still kind of sassy, too. I was about to she say, like, lip. she, and it still goes on today in modern day. I don't know if the start of the 80s, when it started, it was probably before the 80s, probably the 70s, where they make the dad this goofball and the wife the more straight character. Like, it kind of gets yep. old. You know what I mean? Like, it does. it's kind of like you wonder in a lot of these shows, why is she with him? Because like, she's clearly so much smarter and you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Like, no, that's a very 90s thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it still goes on. Beyond. Modern it Family, Phil and yeah. Claire, everybody yeah. loves Raymond. Yeah, it still goes on. So, I mean, okay. that's what reminded me of watching it. Like, it's clearly that stereotype, but I liked her. I like her character. She does. That's a role she's meant to play, right? And she plays it well. Yeah. She does. And she I thought they had great, good chemistry. She plays a great mom, too. She plays a great mom. Yes, she does. She does. Just her, the attention and love that she shows to all three of the boys. Like, yeah. she, she feels very maternal. I buy it. I buy it. Yep. Playing the youngest Taylor boy is Mark Taylor, played by Taryn Noah Smith. He is most known for this. <laughs> Although not his only Christmas appearance, apparently he played Timmy Cratchit in 1995 in what looks like a TV movie with Susan Lucci called Miracle at Christmas. Ebby's Timmy Cratchit as in Tiny yep. Tim? Yes, that would be the one. Um, <laughs> he had appear an appearance pre-home improvement on Seventh Heaven, just a single episode. So really mostly... Home Improvement. And apparently, I know y'all are Batman Beyond fans. He was a voice in one episode of Batman Beyond. I mean, he didn't have that rat tail in Batman Beyond, but... Dude, the mullets in this show? <laughs> really they, had, 
They had game, y'all. <laughs> uh, playing the middle boy, Randy Taylor. He was middle, right? Brad was. Yeah, middle. he was. Okay. Um, is a face we are familiar with as we have covered him here on the podcast. We covered him four very years early ago, like one of the first episodes. <laughs> first episodes. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. The Bebop, was that the name of that magazine? Remember that magazine? One of those teeny yeah, bopper magazines that he was like all then. over. I know, but like, I can't remember. <laughs> Teen Beat was one of them. Tiger Beat. Remember Tiger, Tiger Beat? Tiger Beat. That was it. Yep. So he was on, <laughs> he has been on the podcast before, so we're not going to cover him. Um, although it is interesting to me since we're talking about crossovers, he has also been on some episodes of Last Man Standing <laughs> playing what a character you- named Randy. So JTT. <laughs> back again and yeah it's been a solid it's been a solid some years since we've talked about him i forget were you a jtt girl band girl or are you too no old at the time? i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> all right playing our oldest taylor boy brad taylor is zachary ty Bryan, who really was rocking that mullet that first <laughs> yeah he was he, he had was it a mullet. on y'all he, again, is most known for his run as Brad Taylor, but you may also have seen him in some, I think they're Disney for the most part, movies. Uh, he was in First Kid. He was in a few episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air prior to Home Improvement. He was also in an episode of Picket Fences. I love that show. I really like Picket Fences. First Kid's a great movie. I just That's watched that Sinbad. Sinbad, where I play the Secret yeah. Service agent who was assigned to Detail the kid. Detail yeah. the president's kid. Yeah. That's solid. Not my um, favorite Disney movie about like the first kid though. I remember one favorite? starring somebody we'll cover next week from Boy Meets World, Will Friedel, where he played uh, the boyfriend who asked a girl out and it turned out to be the president's daughter. And they ditched the Secret Service on a date. And like, it's like Dabney Coleman, I think, is playing the president. And like, yeah. That's familiar. It's called My Date with the President's Daughter. Ironically, oh, enough. nice it titling. Kind of, it was one of those um, Sunday night ABC Disney movies. Yep. Which is why it's not on Disney Plus right now. Oh, interesting. Um, Post Home Improvement, he was on an episode of ER, Boston Public, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Smallville, um, Center of the Universe, Veronica Mars, Cold Case Files, or just. Not cold case files that really would have been terrible. No, he's not a murderer. He was on an episode of Cold Case um, and also Burn Notice, Knight Rider, the TV series from 2009. Um, so some TV stuff since then. He was also apparently a smallish role in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Was he really? Was that one of the ones where the car drives up vertically up the building and then launches over the other buildings? <laughs> she did say Fast and the Furious, yes. <laughs> that is usually what that means. <laughs> I'm finding. Um, okay. So <laughs> I hate that franchise with a passion. Well, kind of like you hate that Colbin Bernstein guy. Colbin Bernstein? <laughs> <laughs> Corbin Burns. <laughs> That's <laughs> just really so good. Same difference. Same difference. <laughs> you really sound like a 65 year old man just then. <laughs> Aldrin 
Bernstein person. <laughs> oh, you kids with your, fa- with your fancy young actors. All right. Playing uh, Tim Taylor's sidekick on his show, Al Borland, is Richard Karn, who I'm pretty sure you've also seen in some Hallmark movies because, man, he's got that Hallmark face. But I might be wrong about he that. He does. <laughs> he was. He was most recently in a just completed movie, The Christmas Dance, which I'm just going <laughs> to tell you right now is probably Hallmark or Lifetime. Oh, my um, God. Can they get better with the titles of their movies? My favorite is Never Date a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Is that a legit name of a Hallmark movie? Legit. Brand new oh this last god. season. Not oh you. my god. So good, right? <laughs> okay. I cannot so... wait to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so prior... Never Date Tom Crow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think Christine would agree with that. She would agree with that, yeah. So prior to Home Improvement, which I would argue, again, is probably his most notable role, he was in some TV, um, Boy Meets World, which we're talking about next week, though probably not an episode he's in. Um, he was in an ABC after-school special, which always makes me laugh because this is just the epitome of my childhood, I kind of feel like. Um, he was in the TV series Recess, which I'm pretty sure is the animated one. Right? I yeah. love Recess. I can't wait to yeah. do those Christmas episodes. Yep. Um, he was in an episode of the 70s show. He was in Air Bud. I think a few of the Air Buds, including Air Buddies and Snow Buddies. So we might cover him again. Who was he in Air Bud? He was Patrick. Oh, Patrick. I used to love which Air means Bud. Nothing. Go away. I don't want you anymore. It's so mean. I know. Oh. Um, you also have seen him in an episode of Last Man Standing. And <laughs> he's also in another TV movie we may cover called A Perfect Christmas List, as well as A Dog for Christmas, where he plays Santa, spoiler alert, as well as Christmas Land TV movie. And Christmas in Mississippi. And check well, into Christmas. Chances are we will definitely cover him again. We yeah. will be covering him again. Absolutely. I always liked him as Al. I was always a fan of Al. I liked Al. He I liked t- Al. Typical... Al was like the, the good guy, you know, the, the guy you're always rooting for despite Tim's ineptitude. Well, his they, dad they reminded me of so funny to me. They always remind me of Fred and Barney. Fun yeah. Flintstone yeah. and Rebel, including Absolutely. the size difference. <laughs> yes, that's accurate. I love that. Um, okay, playing our last truly main character is um, Wilson, Earl Wilson. Hindman. Yep, who played Wilson Wilson Jr. Um, you only saw him from the top of the nose bridge up. Um, as he peeked over the fence, he was the neighbor to the Taylors. Um, he did show his face. <laughs> I remember this being a really big deal too. He did show his face in other shows after the end of Home Improvement. Um, you saw him on Law and Order as well as Law and Order Criminal Intent, which don't you know he was probably the bad guy because wouldn't you cast him as a total dirtbag just because you could? Because he was definitely not a dirtbag in Home Improvement. He has been dead for like 18 years now. What? 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sad. yeah. Oh, he did really have sad. some stuff prior to Home Improvement, um, way back to 1967 in his 
premiere role on a movie called Teenage Mother. I'm sure that was really It's an American exploitation film about teenage pregnancy, hygiene, and graphic actualization of birth. My Lord. It was the film that dares to explain what most parents can't. Nope. No, no. Oh, and it, it well marked seen. it marked Fred Willard's debut. <gasps> he rest in peace. Oh my god. Yes. An author likened the film to a grindhouse edition of the film Juno. <laughs> what? Oh my In a brief gosh. interview wow. on the DVD extras of the 2017. 2017- 2007 documentary film Heckler, Willard reported the audience at one screening of the film booed after his character interrupted an attempted sexual assault. What the frick is this movie about? Oh my gosh, we just went down a major rabbit hole here with Wilson. Sorry, all listeners who thought Wilson was this wholesome character. He probably still is, but you think okay. Interestingly enough, Wilson was also in the original Equalizer in 1986 and 1987 with Jill. He was also in the original The Taking of Pelham 123, which has had a lot of remakes over the years. Yeah. Tales from the Dark Side in 87. Three Men and a Baby in 87 as well. He was in the movie Talk Radio. He had a pretty darn good run on a TV series called Ryan's Hope, which I am zero amount familiar with but 494 episodes worth. So for old timers, him coming to Home Improvement was probably a recognizable face, even though it wasn't for us when we were kids in the 90s. He was Wilson. Uh, a recognizable Wilson. face. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Wilson, Wilson. And that's really our main host of characters, although there's a few sneak little interesting um cameos so to speak in some of these episodes the first one primarily where we get to see pamela anderson as she was the original original tool girl tool girl that's right uh by the way i just want to say one last thing about last man standing did you know the episode in which tim allen did double duty you know as tim taylor was called dual time what (laughs) see what they did there It's very clever. (laughs) All right. So the first Christmas episode we're covering aired in 1991 on December 17th. And it is the season one, episode 12. You'll better watch out. Quick plot synopsis on this bad boy. Uh, I'll give one. Tim does crazy antics in a Christmas theme. While wearing a really sharp red suit. I'll give him that. And a tie that just had the women swooning. Oh, man. That tie. Um, So in this one, let's see. Tim has decided to beat Doc Johnson in the neighborhood Christmas decoration contest. The competition soon gets out of control. Jill is upset that Randy did not get the part of Joseph, but rather the innkeeper in the school Christmas pageant and decides to make Randy stand out by making him an outstanding costume. And then Mark learns a shocking secret from his brothers. There is no Santa Claus, or is there? I remember growing up how competitive it was to get the roles of Mary and Joseph. I never got them, so I wouldn't know. Neither did I. Oh, I was always a shepherd or a king. We got wise men. Shepherd or <laughs> wise man every time. Yeah. yeah, every 
time. And at least, you know, for the wise man, there are only three of them, right? So at least yeah. once you got one of those, you can say you're a supporting cast. But when you're a shepherd, you're basically chorus and you were relegated to nothing. It was awful. Right. Right. Yeah, it was That's terrible. Rough. It was terrible. It's that not even rough. chorus. You're an extra. You're an extra. You walk down so with a bunch of people in the same brown robes as you, and you're stuck in the middle of the crowd. Oh, even the person holding the star. Our star got more to do. Our wise men did not wear brown robes. They wore really tacky, bright pink, purple, and oh no, like, no, I was, shiny. Talking about I was talking about the shepherds. Yeah, oh, that was the worst, men, man. Our shep, our wise men wore the same. Tacky Your wise men were gaudy too. Yep. Okay. So every episode of Home Improvement, for the most part, follows some form of formula, right? You have some little thing that happens on tool time, and that's usually the first part of the episode itself. It's the lead-in because it's kind of funny and jaunty. And it's a little was it was this a '90s thing? Like Seinfeld was the lead-in with the comedy stuff. I think it was, was the '90s thing. I don't think you see this much anymore. Like formulas that are just like really like it's just it is a formula stamped over and over again. Um, you have some kind of conflict in the Taylor house itself, right? So it's the always something, something between Tim's usually trying to do something stupid, right? Yep. And yep. Jill's telling him he's stupid. Yep. And then there's something with the kids usually, but there is, it's not as consistent that he's trying to do something stupid, but it is, it, there is always something with the family dealing with something always. with some kid involved. And then you have a little moment with Wilson, which is who provides the clarity for whatever is happening in the home, right? He he serves as his uh, conscience, right? He's the Jiminy Cricket to uh, uh, Tim's Pinocchio. We don't have this stuff where it's quite like as as we don't have these blatant um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Linus moments, I guess, so to speak, at the end of episodes anymore. We wrap up and say exactly what we mm -hmm. learned. No, not, not to this level, this explicit nature of like, they're really wrapping it up and, and there is I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not unhappy about that fact though. <laughs> I kind of like, you know, modern TV shows let you do the inference. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, modern family was pretty explicit a lot of times in their wrap ups too. They always had a wrap up, but mm -hmm. that's probably the only modern show that does that well and there but to me there's something very nostalgic and comfortable about home improvement because it's the same way my three sons was and mayberry and like everything they always had a little nice tidy wrap-ups if you've seen the movie pleasantville it's even addressed there because that's what life you know was trying to be projected as even though we know real life is not tidy it's nice to watch some nice little tidy wrap-up sometimes so can I say I get with home improvement? I loved their house as a kid. I, mm -hmm. The family itself, yeah, the house, even the clothes that they wear, it's very cozy, and it seems very relatable and comfortable to me. And in the next episode, we'll talk about the boys' room, which I used to geek out over one hundred percent. By the way, it was a cool room, but it it was a cool room. So in this one, and I think we're going to need a disclaimer for this episode. Yes, we do. Uh, if you are yeah. listening with small children, now would be the appropriate time to pause. Think about what we may be alluding to talking about next and pause and go away. Put the children to bed or something. 
So we have the little meet cute thing at the beginning with tool time is uh, <laughs> Tim gets a motorized tree spinner, right? Fun new thing that, what's the name of the tool company? Um, Benford. Ben, Benford. <laughs> Benford Tools. Um, and it's, you know, how to really spice your tree up. Let's watch it rotate so you can see all the sides of the tree and the decorations. And of course, what does Tim do? He puts it on wrong. And Al is like, are you sure you didn't put it on wrong? And he's like, no, absolutely. I did not put it on wrong. Well, he and put it on wrong. Saying, you put it on wrong. That's right. So the tree spins out of control, launches an ornament into your screen, which magically turns into the next scene of the show or would have been the commercial break. This show always has cool transitions of the tools and the, I know, yeah, I, I loved it. I They're loved so it. Great. It was just fun. <laughs> so that takes us to the family element of our, <laughs> of our show. Um, so we've got like a few little things um, overlaying the entire episode is what's the real meaning of Christmas. Like that's what we're getting to. Right. Um, Tim can't do anything small. So what he's done is he's trying to win the light contest, which really means he's competing with one person, this person across the street. So he's going big on outdoor decorations. And inexplicably, it's like a few days before Christmas and he's only putting them up, which I do not understand. I have I zero hate that about, of that. I hate that about all TV shows and movies because that's yeah. not how real life works. You don't do no, it. Dec- Most people do not decorate the week before Christmas. No, especially not a big old to-do. Anyway. Yeah. No, because then by the time you get it set up, it's time to tear it down, right? Right. And like, what's the point? Um, So he appears to be losing grip of what the real meaning of Christmas is because he's in this light competition. Well, Jill chastises him over it, but then turns right around, (laughs) tries to set her sons apart. That's right. Tries to make sure her sons have the biggest, or at least Randy has the biggest, baddest. And by bad, I mean good costume so he can like clinch the role, speaking role, essentially in the pageant. So she's also <laughs> losing grip a little bit on what's important about the meaning of Christmas. And so that's where Mark comes in because Mark is the little teeny tiny baby angel in this episode. He's so little. He's so stinking. Little. I don't remember him being that young. I don't remember. Any I don't either. Young. So this yeah. is something we'll. this is something we'll talk about next week, too, with the early episodes of Boy Meets World. Like. Maybe. For for all of these shows from the '90s, whether it's Home Improvement, Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I always think about the later years. I never yep. remember the later years. Yep. Oh yeah, Mark is just we, so little. We started season one of Boy Meets World with Ellie because we were looking for something cute that she could watch. She's not really into it, but man, Topanga and Corey had dramatic uh, character growth, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> And I am so glad they cut Minkus out of the equation. We'll talk about that next week. (laughs) So Mark, you find at the beginning of the episode comes to mom, brings the the list for Santa Claus. And she does kind of the, what you expect from a mom. She's like, you better cut that thing down. There's a lot of expensive stuff on there. That's a lot of stuff. And you need to really hone in on what you want for real. And her boys come in and tell her, well, Santa died. Right. Well, first they say, um, are you going to be a dope for the rest of your life, Mark? Um, and alluding to the fact that Santa is not real. And then they kind of roll that back a minute and they're like, he's real. He just died six years ago. <laughs> Imagine the shock to poor little baby Mark, who then is upset and the older boys get in trouble for it. Cause he goes to his mom and he's like, wait a second. 
Randy and Brad told me this thing and what's the deal. So the rest of the episode with the family is spent with Tim and Jill trying to reassure Mark and (laughs) chastising older boys to not say stuff like that. And Santa is absolutely real. And the Santa you see at the mall are Santa's helpers and you know, all the questions that tend to come up. I love that quote, by the way. We'll get to that in quotes, but when, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that whole part. So, <laughs> so the Wilson moment, Tim finds his way outside and has shocked himself with the lights or something like that at this point. And so he goes out there to talk to Wilson, He's which is Tim. one of my favorite quotes. Um, and so he kind of talks to Wilson about why don't you decorate and all of this stuff. So most of the conversation with Wilson revolves around the. You're oh, taking decorate. Wilson's decorating quote. I am. Good it's for my you. Favorite. <laughs> Me too. It's my Me favorite. too. It's like um, the biggest Linus moment of the show. It is. It's wonderful. So towards the end of the episode is where we get our magic Christmas moment, and their house is decorated for Christmas, and it feels extremely Christmassy to me. Yep. Very nineties Christmas. Very nineties. That's right. Boy, I wish that was in sync, but it probably won't be. I um, love their stockings, by the way. How Tim had like this big old gigantic big stocking. stocking. <laughs> That's yeah. so indicative. But who do we get at the end of the episode? But Santa shows up, and he's got a bag of toys, and Mark is just like jazzed to see him, and even the older boys are like kind of excited to see him, and everybody's taken by surprise, Wilson, right? That's right. And so Jim, Jim and Till, that's not right. (laughs) Tim and Jill (laughs) see Santa come in and they're just so grateful in their hearts to Wilson for doing this incredibly kind thing. And Mark's faith is restored because, I mean, the Santa's great. Santa leaves and Tim makes his way outside. And isn't that right? Starts talking to Wilson. Well, they think it's Wilson, and then they're like, Wilson, who's out there? Oh, and you see Wilson outside right after Santa has left, or Santa's still standing there. That's right. It wasn't Wilson. It was actually Santa. That's that's such a trope on all these old shows, too. Like, old shows. This is not old. I Love Lucy did the same thing. (laughs) Gilead's Island did the same thing. Like, the real Santa always shows up. Yep. But that was clearly played by the same guy who plays Wilson. Absolutely. <laughs> what? And and remember, he gave the he gave Mark a present and then gave the other boys a present too. Yes, he found the I can't remember what the toy was, but it, there was a toy on his list that he really wanted, and he pulled it out of the bag because another trope. Tim was unable to locate the most sought after toy on Mark's list. So he was stressing a little bit. And we've seen that in Christmas movies, right? Most notably, Jingle All the Way. way. That's right. So there's kind of that stress. That's a trope. Um, But what does Santa pull out of a sack? But the toy that nobody can find. Only Santa can find it. And what does he give Brad and Randy, who were bad-mouthing him for the better part of the episode? A rubber band and a button. And a button. (laughs) (laughs) Basically the crap he pulled out of his pocket. That's right. Crap from the street. So do we have a Linus moment? In yes. We very, very clearly have a Linus moment. <laughs> Does it feel super Christmassy? 
Yes, yes. 100%. This, I think the best word to describe this episode for me is cozy, right? It's so cozy. Like, it's very cozy. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see myself sitting down in front of the Christmas tree as the only source of light in the room and watching this episode. Ooh. It would feel like yeah. right at home. Yeah. Yep. Let's do quotes if anybody has some or if you want me to start. Uh, you've you can got start. the best quote if you want to start it. Yeah, I love this one. Okay, so it's when Tim's outside talking to Wilson and Tim says, I notice you don't decorate your house at Christmas though. And Wilson said, well, actually, Tim, I decorate within. I have a tree in my heart, a wreath in my mind and a star in my soul. And then Tim says, and a plug in your belly button. And you plug it in in your belly button. But I could do without the last part. I really love that from Wilson. I like when... I like, I like when Tim is advising Randy on his role in the Christmas pageant. And he says, got an idea. Right after you say they're lying, there's no room in the inn. Add this. You should have called a 1-800 reservation out. <laughs> <laughs> and regarding the play in general, I like when Brad's complaining about how he doesn't have any lines and Randy says that's because you blew it you stooge he was trying out for one of the wise men and said he was carrying gold and Frankenstein gold and Frankenstein (laughs) when Wilson and Tim are talking yeah I got that one that was on my list um Tim says Mark's starting to ask questions about Santa Claus Wilson says "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm he says well (laughs) should we tell him he doesn't exist Wilson says well who's who says he doesn't exist, Tim? I believe it was Hamlet who put it best when he said, there are more things in heaven on earth, good neighbor, than are dreamt in your philosophy. And Tim said, but Brad and real- Randy already know and said he was dead. Well, technically that's true. He died in the year 342. We don't know that. Just saying that right there. Uh, we don't know that at all. <laughs> We're all Tim like, said, Tom's going to love this. And said, Tom's like, I'm going to butcher this. Well, then who's at the mall? And he said, no, Tim, I'm talking about the original Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, the Bishop of Myra in Asia Minor. He used to go around to the houses of the poor people on his donkey with bags of gold and drop them down the chimney. <laughs> yeah, and then Tim, Tim just gets stupid and asks why he's dropping donkeys down the chimney. Okay, that made me um, laugh. Plus, you drop a donkey down the chimney. Well, well, that that scene does end with a nice lightness moment, though, where Wilson tells them the spirit of Santa yeah. lives on. He's, he lives in he all says, of us. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, stealing my thunder. I thought you were done. You looked like you were. Do these shorts back effectively hide my thunder? <gasps> yeah, we brought her over. I still don't <laughs> like the show at all, but that quote's very funny. <laughs> Um, speaking of funny quotes, I like when Mark is asking Jill and Tim all these questions about Santa. They're kind of improvising answers. And Mark's like, so Santa's alive. And Jill's like, yeah, you sat on his lap at the mall. And Mark is like, but there are a lot of malls. How can he be at every one? And Tim's like, he's real fast for a fat guy. (laughs) And Jill's like, actually, honey, I think that those guys at the mall are Santa's helpers. You know, the way that Al is daddy's helper. And Tim's like, they do all the work. And Mark's like, so they do all the work? And Tim says, they assist Santa. Like, Al assists me. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, Tim, Tim, Tim. That got got way older than I thought it would, too. What? The whole... whole, uh, 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 uh. Oh, that sounds just like it. Very nice. It does. It got really annoying, (laughs) y'all. I mean, it's no, it's not like his uh, when he does that as ho 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 in the Santa Claus, but 
But again, he's the same character. <laughs> yeah, it's the same character. And actually, that scene reminded me of when Charlie was asking all the questions and uh, Scott yeah. was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> we got the Disney Channel. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Any other quotes from anyone? I'm out. I'm out. Shall we rank it? Let's do. I'll give it a I'm nine. Gonna, I was going to give it an 8.5. I was going to give it a nine. Which gives us an 8.83. Very nice. Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way The bells on bobtail ring They make our spirits bright What fun it is to ride And sing a sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way And that takes us to season two's Christmas episode, which... It's I'm scheming for a white Christmas. A white Christmas. Oh, that's right. And that's season two, episode 12, for those of you trying to find it. This one, little mini plot synopsis. Tim decorates his house in typical more power fashion. Brad and Randy collect money for charity, but decide to keep a portion of the money for themselves. And oh, Jill and, and Tim Randy. find out. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the naughty list for sure that year. Jill and Tim find out and tell them they have to return the money to charity. This is, again, I feel like this is a very tropey, like, I feel like Full House did a very similar episode at some point. I'm sure they did, without a doubt. And probably Family Matters as well. And probably Boy Meets World, too, if I do the oh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm sure it's been covered ad nauseum. Um, okay, so this one, the tool man portion of this episode is um, there's a new producer at the show, which I vaguely remember that happening. And Tim is very annoyed by the producer of the show because she's this young peppy. Did you this know. just feel kind of like Frasier to you? Yes. Yes. 100%. It did feel like Frazier. I, How funny. I felt oh. as I was watching it, I felt it was like Frazier got some influence from this, right? And yeah. how did we not bring that up, by the way, that Frazier is officially coming back? Oh. Because I didn't know that? What? Yeah. I don't think yeah, I knew they that. Just, they just signed on to bring it back for a uh, bring it back to TV with Kelsey Grammer and Niles. And yeah. Oh my God. Daphne's coming back and Roz? Uh, they haven't said ever. They haven't announced anyone, but definitely Frazier and Niles so far. Of course, they're going to come back. They have neither of them have done anything since. What else did they do, right? But that's super sad. that dad won't be back. He won't be back. But they said they said he said uh, Kelsey Grammer said it'll be like they're all at different places in their lives. Obviously, Martin's no longer around, and yeah, he said, I guess he wouldn't be anyway. If they, they would just be picking up from day one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. True. 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 Okay. Um, so the producer at the show has booked a music act for the Christmas episode. They're shooting some Christmas promos. Um, it's an acapella group that was not Tim's first choice. He wanted the singing dogs and cats. Um, <laughs> seems fitting. Was, was this a real group or was it just something they made up for the show? This was a real group. They were okay. um, kind of a big deal back then in the 90s when it came to acapella. I think they predated rockapella which is my, one of my favorite acapella groups, but nobody else, nobody else rockapella fans. No one, no nope. folders commercial. No. All right. Um, so 
that's basically the extent of the actual show elements, right? They do a pretty funny promo and you get some slapstick comedy with a chainsaw and Al dressed up as Santa with some Christmassy music in the background because this group is singing in one of the episodes. Um, not much to dig into there because the other topic, the family topic is pretty heavy when you think about it. Um, so Brad and Randy are collecting yeah. money for charity. Specifically, it sounds like a for children, home, like, a, like, yeah, like a, a children's charity an orphanage. I don't know. That's not the proper term. I'm sure now. It sounded more like a shelter to me than it did an orphanage. It sounded like the kids didn't have parents. I don't know. Maybe well, either maybe way, the, either way, these selfish greedy snot-nosed Taylor kids start siphoning off the money for themselves to they buy do. comics and video games. And that's how they're discovered is Jill finds like this stash of stuff that she definitely didn't buy for them. And how on earth would they have had the cash to buy that for themselves? Um, well, it was, and they, they found gifts that they thought were going to be for their parent, right? The parents thought they were gifts for them. Well, Jill and, thought she and, was getting this fancy jewelry. In, oh, that's right. But it was actually for Brad's girlfriend at school. That's right. Yeah. And they find a stash comic books and stuff like that. So the truth comes out. Right. And Randy was the mastermind behind this because Brad's not smart enough to think of it. I mean, that's what they're telling you. And so Randy basically says, this is a lot of hard work and we're making a bunch of money for the shelter. So I think we need like a little compensation just to cover our shoe wear and tear and our time and all this stuff. Total hustler. So yep. parents find out definitely not happy. And so they have to, you know, pay the money back and return it to the shelter and um, do it themselves and apologize. Did. That's right. In front of everybody. And this brings about a change of heart for Randy. It's a and nice Brad. Linus moment at the end. It is a nice Linus moment at the end. Because, because the they end, get back. Go ahead. You tell it. I was going to say what I liked at the end, instead of just giving the money back and moving on, uh, they're sitting around looking at all the, how many, basically they're looking at how blessed they really are with like, these kids don't have anything and we have all this stuff. How about we give them this and this and this and they of their own volition make a collection to take to the, to take to donate to these kids. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the parents are proud at that moment that the boys seem to have learned their lesson and really are grasping that true spirit of Christmas, right? Is giving, not receiving. Oh, really? <laughs> We're right. talking about children, We're Anthony. It's a reflex. The children. <laughs> it's, it's a, a reflex. reflex. I can't help it. Um, what am I missing from this episode? That's pretty much it, right? There's a Wilson moment, but I can't really remember it, but I'm sure it has to do with the boys stealing. Yeah, the family uh, plot was a lot heavier than the tool time plot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, any good. Quotes from this one, like when they were oh. talking to the other Tim and Al, <laughs> and like they're the guys like the Tim is like I'm Tim and Alan is like I'm Alan, but you know sometimes people call me Al and Tim is like Tim and Al, huh? Do you assist him? And Alan's like I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> you know my dad still uses that quote. Oh, I do too. At least, I don't yeah. think so, Tim. At least once a month it comes up. Makes me laugh. It's a good, um, it's a good quote. I said we would talk about Brad and Randy's room, and we didn't. So we have to do this. 
It's epic. Did y'all love it as much when you were kids? Oh, yeah. I did. I mean, I had a pretty epic room as a kid. Oh, did you? Like that epic? Yep. Like multi-levels of epicness? It was. It oh, was are you a, serious? Aren't you yeah. fancy? It was kind of like um, the last family who owned it actually used it as like a... So you, the door the door to the room is on like the second floor of the house, but then you open the door and it steps up. So it's like kind of like the loft, but like the room goes around horseshoe around the stairs and like, yeah, I had a really awesome room. I was on my own okay, floor cool. and yeah. That's really cool. Not to, not to brag. I mean, I would brag about it. I had a boring old room, but it was mine. So it's fine. Um, we had our own for those of, nice. Yeah, right. Like I had, I didn't have to share with my brother that was seven years older than myself. That would have <laughs> so really like, awkward. obviously I didn't have to that share. That would have been very awkward. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so for those of you that have not seen Randy and Brad's room, it is like, it has all these built-ins and like their desks are built into the side of their beds and their beds are on like platforms. And they have this whole platform that's just like a hangout lounge couch thing and like it's any rad. it is so cool stairs going up to your bed like how cool is that that's like super cool and like drawers built in so neat do you ever see you do see mark's room and i'm pretty sure it's like underwhelming mm-hmm. much like mark himself just like mark, like mark is a character i know poor mark um <laughs> uh okay so we got the room talk out of the way. I was super excited to see that room again. It really brought back the nostalgia for the show mm-hmm. for me. Um, so this one in general didn't do it as much for me as the last one. Same. I mean, the lesson no. is good. The lesson's but... very good, but it didn't feel as Christmas. Uh, it didn't feel as maybe um, atmospheric to me. I don't know. The first one seemed a lot cozier to me. Yeah. This doesn't. This doesn't feel like Brad and Randy to me either, though. I mean, it's yeah, kind of dark for that. them, right? Yeah, I just don't, I don't see them, either of them being that kind of kid, right? Yeah. I don't either. So is that going to affect your ranking? I just didn't love this yeah, episode. For... The other one really did it for me. Yeah. This one didn't. I'm going to go with a five. I'm it going with a feel, four. It didn't feel very Christmassy for me. I'm going with a three. It didn't Ooh. feel Christmassy and it didn't feel like the characters to me, so... So what's even the point, right? Four. Right. Right. Like that's the thing. Like I feel like Christmas episodes, like like you look at the community, a bed's uncontrollable Christmas, right? Like Christmas is so like personal. It's supposed to reveal more about the characters, not like completely change the character for the episode. Does that make sense? Yes. You know? No, you're yeah, it does make sense. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear bells in the snow So the last episode we're going to cover tonight on this first installment of Home Improvement Christmas episodes, more to come because there's a lot of these guys, is season three, episode 10, A Frozen Moment. 
Which and it's a Thanksgiving aired, episode. It is a Thanksgiving episode. It aired on November 24th in 1993. But it is very Christmas looking. And we do know there's that creep from Thanksgiving into Christmas. And sometimes those lines are which, blurred. Which is weird because they don't decorate until the week of Christmas. Yeah. As we have already established. <laughs> so I'm just very confused right now, y'all. Like, very confused. I don't know how to handle process all of this. Uh, one thing I'll say about... Um, home improvement regardless of the holiday they do it well they do always right i feel like one um, of the best shows for holidays yeah yep and i'll actually say that a lot of shows in the 90s did it very well it kind of disappoints me when you get to the 2000s like you think about shows that did it every year like the big bang there is tons of christmas episodes but they never like they never the Step shows away. nowadays never get like very atmospheric or like lean into the emotion as much. Yeah. Which which is sad because it's super easy. It's like low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You put think up a few light you put up a few lights and some greenery and you have setting, you have this like you 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 make it as, uh, atmospheric and people feel generally connected to it. I don't get it. Yeah. So, in this episode, Thanksgiving episode that does have bits of Christmas in it. Our synopsis is for the Christmas card photo, Tim wants to build a set and have the family dress up as Santa and the elves. On tool time, Tim builds the man's bathroom. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this one didn't age so great. Um, well, but, see, the reason I think it does is because, yeah, it's got a lot of like masculinity issues. But it's not painting it in a very positive light at all. <laughs> the the reason I think this one rage is so great is have you seen what Tim Allen's like nowadays? <laughs> so so the the family element in this one is almost trumped by the by this by the show element. The show element takes actually a lot of time. And I actually I remember the lead-ins to this episode, like the uh, the lead-ins that would run the week before the episode actually aired and when it teased this man's bathroom. I can remember that, which is bizarre because there's a lot of like important stuff I can't remember about that part of my life, but I remember <laughs> junk like this. And so that's a bigger part than your standard episode. Um, and they seem to have these sprinkled throughout the season where they'll pick a really big like focal element in the tool time world and they'll focus yeah. on that also. Um, and you see that more later in the seasons, like when he's working on his wife's car. And so they have a running segment where they're fixing up her nomad and all that stuff. But this one, um, the family element of it is Tim likes to go big, <laughs> which is every episode. And so he wants to take the most epic Christmas card photo ever. And a means of doing that is he builds a little mini village set and he gets his wife to dress up like Mrs. Claus and the yeah, really revealing Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Way uncomfortable yeah. for, for Jill. This was like, yeah, no, it doesn't seem like, and, like that seems out of character for her. I don't think she would have. Well, she wasn't happy about her. it. She expresses her discontent, but I was surprised by that a little bit. I don't remember that Not part. Not in a good way. Yeah, which I don't think is, when you watch it as kids, you don't log stuff like that. Um, but the adults, I guess, were supposed to get a pretty big kick out of this, I guess. So he builds a set that's totally subpar. Um, 
And instead of dressing up like Santa, because he doesn't want to dress up like Santa, he dresses up like a Mountie instead, (laughs) 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 which is just random. So wait, I have a question. I'm sorry. So going back to Patricia uh, Richardson here. Yeah. You say you think adults were supposed to get like something comedic out of that. Do you, I think maybe the reason we don't is because looking back, she was like a mother figure to us growing up. Right. And this just, feels, yeah. it doesn't feel funny to me. It just feels wrong. Yeah. I think it probably has a lot to do with it. Cause we never viewed this as her as a wife. Was, we viewed her as a mother. Still now. I mean, she's not our, and this was not, before Stacy's yeah. mom. So. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, plus I mean, we're probably older than she was when she filmed this, Julia. But I still see her as a mom, like as a mother, know, as a maternal fi- figure to me, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's weird. That's 100% valid. You old Which, bats. I mean, their relationship, they had definite flirty moments. And so it's maybe not entirely out of character. I mean, they love each other. I, I always like that about the Taylors is she would get really frustrated by him. But like they were kind to each other, you know, for the most part. Um, it wasn't like a Roseanne situation where they weren't. This really was kind of a very wholesome family oh my gosh, feel Roseanne. to it. So, <laughs> so Roseanne did awesome Halloween episodes. So. He oh, did, yeah. but they also were just kind of, there was nothing positive in family about the. <laughs> So there is kind of the ongoing thing with a snowblower, right? They get a broken back window. It gets very aggressive at the snowblowing later in the episode and the roof ends up collapsing. But that's really the the family picture stuff feels more like what you get out of the tool time show stuff in a normal episode in this one. Um, Jill gets frustrated with him about it, but then they end up getting a picture and they kind of laugh off the fact that they are who they are. Tim likes to go big and that's just who he is. Um, The tool time stuff is the creation of the man's bathroom. Uh, So, I mean, you've got, (laughs) you've got a bathroom with a TV in it where you can always watch sports. The toilet converts into an easy, it's a lazy boy toilet. A lazy bowl, as he calls it. Lazy bowl. That's it. So you can recline on the toilet and watch your sports. There's a cooler in there. <laughs> There's a phone, a corded, or is it cordless? It's cordless. Who wants a cooler in the bathroom? Like that skews me out. It is super gross. The idea of eating or drinking in the bathroom is just, this, well, in the in the bathroom, bathroom. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind a nice bath with a beer. I mean, yeah, okay, yes. In the, I have brought, I have a wine holder in my shower for like when I. But that's not <laughs> where there's a difference, though, right? Yes, yes, yeah, there, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're not making a deposit in the shower. At least I hope you're not. Don't um, you judge me. <laughs> Don't you judge me, Colburn. Okay, so <laughs> it's all stainless steel. It's there's this shower with like all the shower heads. And I mean, it's a, it's a tool man over the top interpretation of a thing, which comes up in different episodes for different parts of the house and garage and all that stuff. And it's all for pure funny. There's nothing to be gleaned from the bathroom stuff other than laughs. Um, Al seems to appreciate it as much as Tim does, even though you've got your standard ribbing in there from, you know, Tim to Al and Al to Tim. And you definitely have an, I don't think so, Tim in there. Um, but 
I mean, as it is, it's it's just an ex extended portion of the tool time show. Right. The fancy bathroom. And there's lots of comments on, you know, what is a lots man's of body humor. bathroom? Lots of body oh, humor. Lots of body, body humor. Lots of body humor. Oh, always makes me laugh when you guys talk about potty humor since you praise Adam Sandler all the time. I didn't say it was didn't bad. Say it was I just said it's potty humor. See? <laughs> 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 um, when Anthony gets replaced, everybody will know why. <laughs> Uh, the Wilson talk in this one, I think, revolves around the family picture and stuff going wrong. Because Wilson is observing everything. He's like the eyes and ears of this whole block, and he always knows what's going on. He's kind of omnipresent. But he, um, it's not super deep. It's more of a funny chat with Tim. Um, yeah. But... At the end of the episode, uh, and a portion of Jill's stress is that she's preparing a meal for Thanksgiving, and Al and his new girlfriend are coming over to eat with them. So she is having some stress when she has some burned pies because the window gets broken because they're trying to take the picture because she's having to wear this skimpy dress, and it just kind of compiles for her. So in the end, they get the picture, even though it's not perfect and it's kind of funny, but Al and his girlfriend come over and they really have a lovely dinner, even though it's got some Al dad jokes in it and uncomfortable stuff <laughs> between his girlfriend <laughs> and him and how much they love Wait. each other and how sensitive Al is. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean in, even though we have Al dad humor from Al, doesn't that, I like, that what make, isn't that what makes yeah. the dinner great? Yeah, I love, I was either, even though was more for the gushy lovey-wovey-dovey stuff that the boys are like and everybody's uncomfortable except for them at the table when she's talking about all of Al's you know finer points um so it, it ends in a Thanksgiving feel when they're all eating around the table and it's feels like a family because Al it's at a, this point is definitely part of the family it's a nice ending for sure yeah it, it felt is Thanksgiving it, it, it looked Thanksgiving-y at the end yep Yep. And then her, I mean, for what it's worth, the dress might be skimpy, but that felt Christmassy too. And the boys dressed up like elves felt. So there's a bit of a Christmas, a light dabbling of Christmas in this that we see from, you know, some Thanksgiving stuff. Um, yeah. any which, which I think is, I know for people like in our community who like decorate November 1st, right? Uh, you know, Thanksgiving kind of gets kind of lost in there in, amongst the trees and everything before a lot of people don't decorate till after thanksgiving there are always a little bits of christmas error around whether they just started putting out odds and ends mm -hmm. or whatnot so the little bit of christmas for a thanksgiving episode felt right for me. yep we just can't help ourselves nope. yep we sure can't <laughs> um any quotes from this episode or favorite scenes i have a quote yeah what <laughs> that is quote it's when Wilson is talking to Tim and he says, I inherited my father's olfactory sense. And Tim's like, your dad has an old factory. I was referring to my sense of smell. What does that have to do with your dad's old factory? <laughs> <laughs> he really comes out like a dope sometimes. Most of the time. Most of the time. That was the only one that really stood out to me though. Yeah, this 
this one's okay. I don't have lots of, I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love, I don't love it either. It. Did it have right. a Linus moment? Um, I would say ugh. it felt no. Linus-y at the end a little bit. Just the family around the table, maybe. A bit of a stretch. Yeah. It didn't time. have, it didn't have a, let's sit down and talk about the moral of a story moment at the end. Right. It's just implied that family is most important, you know, even if mm -hmm. you have a dad that goes overboard and <laughs> all that. So what are we going to rank it? Th two. And then go in a three. Uh, I'll just make it our math easy and do a 2.5. Uh, Which gives us an average of a 2.5. So... They kind of go in order. The first episode came in first, the second, second, and the third, third. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away I'll be curious to see how they rise and fall when we continue the home improvement episodes in yes. the coming weeks. Me too. Because the older those boys got the deeper the issues got as well. Also par for the course of those 90 shows. That's right. <laughs> really felt like you were growing up with the old Taylor boys. You did. You did. Old Taylor boys. Old Taylor boys. Old Taylor boys. I don't know what that so we obviously welcome you to join us on our home improvement journey over the next month or so. But if you have input on home improvement in general or these episodes, um, Anthony, you want to tell them where they can share that with us? Sure. They can go to tisapodcast.com backslash insert your preferred social media here, whether that's Facebook, Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, I think that's everything. Uh, people are always willing to chat with y'all, especially the Facebook group, which is growing. We just surpassed 500 people in there recently. For real? Yep. And uh, it's always busy. It always perks up my days, especially in these long winter months post-Christmas and the spring and summer, you know, when you're craving the cold again. Um, mm -hmm. but come chat with us. It's always busy and not just about Christmas either. There's a lot of love for the Burr month holidays leading up to Christmas, a lot of love for movies and TV and pop culture in general. And mm -hmm. it's always a good time. Where else can they find us? Yes. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. We are recording an episode upcoming for the Patreon for Easter. And so you'll get a new episode here shortly. Patreon is where we do all of our uh, bonus content. You can get extra episodes like interviews with people involved in the community. We have all we do extra holidays, um, that sort of thing. It's pretty, pretty, pretty great. And it's all for as little as a dollar a month. Or um, if you're luckier than 
Tom and Julia, you get, uh, give it a certain level, you get enamel pins. I would like to say that everyone who gave at that level, all your pins are in the mail. So keep an eye out. Tom and Julie, I sent you all replacement pins for the ones that got lost in the mail. Um, and I do want to say for our patrons as well that you will be getting bonus content before our Easter episode drops because I have a few recordings coming up in general. But I am wrangling Tom and Julia to do our Easter one soon. And I know at some point the three of us also want to do a WandaVision episode, which would be cool. Yes. So. That must happen. And if you want to, yes. And if you want to help the show in a free way, leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook. Every new review helps new listeners find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year. So next week, yes. <laughs> next week, we're taking a little break from home improvement. What are we covering, Julia? Yeah, next week, we are covering the four Christmas episodes that Boy Meets World had. And We'll have a friend with us from TGI Podcast. We're going to have Matt Urich, who you might also know from previous Disney Podcast episodes, is Gary Blauman on the interwebs. We're super we excited. We have not had that. him on forever, y'all. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a minute. Long. We haven't had him on since a very Murray Christmas. He's good no, people. He is good people. And I'm excited to do Boy Meets World because Boy Meets World was probably my formative 90s show. Yes. So. That's a good one. I always like that show. And the week after, if you want to get a head start, we're continuing with Home Improvement in our second of three installments where we will cover the next three episodes. Yes. I'm just being agreeable, y'all. I like when you're agreeable. Well, well, if you want something else to be agreeable about and excited about, well, actually, I do, before Anthony. that, did y'all see that... Uh, Hallmark released a cover for their upcoming Keepsake Ornament Dream Book coming out next yes. month. Yes. How about that? Does it usually come so, out that early? It always comes out in April. It's our first big Christmas milestone of the year. So I'm already excited. next month. Good night, April, y'all. It's crazy. And, crazy. I mean, it really is crazy. April, mm-hmm. next month. And then yeah. a month and a half later, Leon Day. And then all downhill. We were just griping about January like yesterday. I don't know where that went. Where right. did that even go? I don't know. Um, I do know what I'm looking forward to in about 6,864 hours. It's Christmas. That's like 286 days. That's 40 weeks. And I know that. I'm not reading that from anything, y'all. Guys, <laughs> we are in the 30s next week. I mean, all these consider this year is going by pretty... A decent clip. It is. And that's okay with me. Me too. Y'all do your homework. Not me. My daughter's getting too big, y'all. I mean, the thing thing about the decent clip, right? We're all happy with the year going by a decent clip until you hit those burr months and then they don't slow down. (laughs) Like, once you hit the... Once I hit September, that's when I'm like, it slowed down a bit because now the anticipation's building and that's the best part. Mm -hmm. So... You know, it's not the best part. We're getting our, did you see we're getting severe storms this week, Julia? It's tornado season in Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm not happy about any of that. Oh, weird. You would be. That's why I have a storm shelter. (laughs) I have a Freddy hole. I get to go in. 
All right, guys, do your homework, watch some Boy Meets World, get excited about Matt Urich next week, and we will talk to you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Good evening. <clears throat>